That one, year number four. It's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 250 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and I am thrilled that you are joining me this episode. In just a moment, I'm going to be jumping into my tips for round two, and I will give you my true confession of my tip for the first game of round two. It did not go well. But this week, I will not be by myself. In fact, fresh off of a delightful trip home to visit family, I am absolutely stoked to be joined again by Mick Aussie from MickAussie.com. I welcome you back to the chilly northern hemisphere, Mick. Uh, it's great that you're back with us, man. And we're going to be jumping into our conversation here in just a moment. Now, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that if you are interested in having your local footy club get a shout-out during an upcoming episode, be sure to drop me a note via email or message on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter, a yank on the footy podcast on Facebook, a yank on the footy over on Instagram. You can shoot me an email at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. You can drop me a note over at my website, a yank on the footy.com. I love being able to highlight these clubs because it helps me learn the geography of the game, and it just lets me kind of you know, peek behind the curtain to use the Wizard of Oz analogy and see what makes these clubs tick and, and how integral they are to the communities that they represent. Now, we're heading south for this week. Now, today's club of the episode are the Dodges Ferry Sharks of the Southern Football League in Tasmania. The club opens up their season on 7 April at Shark Park, love that name, hosting Brighton. But before that, the Lady Sharks have their final practice match coming up on the 24th at 6.30 p.m. again at Shark Park, hosting Lindisfarne. And I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And I believe this is the first year for the, uh, the Lady Sharks. And Christy Pepper and Hannah Scott are going to be serving as the first ever captain and vice captain for the club. And their club has the most menacing-looking uh, shark logo that I think I have seen. And it's really, really sharp because it, it almost looks like the shark has a bit of a scowl. So, Dodges Ferry, I wish you the absolute best in 2023. And uh, you've probably heard it before, but go take a bite out of the competition. Now, looking at my tips for last week, I, I went back through earlier today, and I really thought I did a horrendous job. But it turns out it was not quite as bad as I thought I had been. Uh, I went 5-3-1, and one, of course, the, the draw in, in the uh, first game of the round. But uh, I got the Cats, the Lions, and the Dockers wrong. So Collingwood, Port Adelaide, and St. Kilda, you can all you know look, give, look at me strangely and give me the side eye because I didn't tip your club. But I did get the Roos, the Ds, the Swans, the Giants, and the Bombers correct. So let's go ahead and jump into my conversation with Mick Aussie. Uh, I'm sure we're going to be talking about his trip and some of his experiences and I want to know what he saw of the uh, the Cats' uh, defensive structure when they faced the Magpies last week uh, because he was there in person uh, with his uh, Magpies supporter friend, um, Adam Sandler's uh, second cousin, I believe, Fremo. Uh, <laughs> and the Pies put it to him in the fourth quarter. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Mick Aussie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am absolutely chuffed, as I'd mentioned at the uh, opening, to be sitting down with Mick Aussie again. And Mick is is looking uh, spry after his uh, oceanic cross oceanic flight coming uh, back to Canada from uh, his visit to uh, Australia for the last couple of weeks. Mick, how are you doing, man? Yeah, luckily all the flights went okay. Got slightly delayed on the last one, but. Got home here about uh, lunchtime and went for a drive with the girlfriend to pick up the dog and couldn't keep awake. So I got two and a half hours sleep in, set the alarm for this show. So I've got to get up anyway. Can't sleep all night, otherwise feel terrible. So yeah. good to be back, but good, it was good. fantastic trip as well. Do you have to go back to work tomorrow? No, no. Monday, could have stayed an extra day or two, but the way the flights worked out it was good to get back today. and. Didn't really matter because they got a CFL combine here tomorrow in Edmonton, oh, okay. so I'll go along and have a look at that as well. So it didn't oh, matter. Outstanding, outstanding. So I have to ask you, uh, what was the best part of the trip? Oh, probably the um, the road trip. I mean, it's great to see parents and friends, but each time I take the girlfriend somewhere new. And last time we were headed up north to the Flinders Ranges in South Australia. This time we got. A car rented a car again and left Adelaide. First night in Portland, second night in Lawn along the Great Ocean Road. Incredible scenery on the coastlines, and then two nights in Melbourne to the first two AFL games. Mm -hmm. Carlton and Richmond, as we know, was a draw, and then the better game was the Collingwood Geelong game. Well, not for you, but um, quality <laughs> of play was better. And great to go to the new MCG with the brand new stand and arena. Because I hadn't been there since 1997 when the Crows won their first premiership. Wow, that's been, that's what 26 years ago. So you were you were just a young pup back then because you you were still playing then, weren't you? Then <laughs> no, I just retired. But okay, uh, I came here in March, and then the following uh, October. So I've been here six months and. Took a trip, work trip to Toronto and got to watch them late at night when they won back-to-back. -back. So cool. pretty lucky to go to the Crows' first ever premiership, and they haven't won one since. Now, well, they did won you, the second one, of course. I, I have to ask, you know, did yeah, I, I know you, you grew up in Australia, so you are accustomed to, you know, the 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 vehicles being on the opposite side of the road, but did 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 you have to kind of remind yourself about that a little bit while you were there just to get back in, in tune with doing that? Oh, absolutely. When you first start, you really got to concentrate. But the key is, if any Americans are going down there, just always remember, as the driver, you are sitting in the middle of the road. If right. you are the driver and you're sitting on the outside edge of the road, then you're on the wrong side. <laughs> so you do. You have a few little brain cramps, but concentrate and you should be fine. Yeah, we, I got to experience that back in 1996 in England. Uh, my wife and I, we got married in uh, at Christmas time of 1995, and we went to we delayed our honeymoon. We went to England and Scotland for our honeymoon. She she'd spent a year in college there, and at that point in time, she was a couple months pregnant, um, and she actually got sick while we were in England. So she spent three days in hospital. And we were we were in a small town um, staying with some friends of my sister. So I got to experience figuring out how to drive in England 
with my wife of less than a year in hospital, pregnant, in the dark, at night, raining, you know, not having a clue where the hell I was. I mean, that was just, <laughs> that was, that was one of the most nerve wracking experiences I've ever had. Um, but, uh, you know, everything worked out and, uh, you know, but I did get to drive a little bit there. So now I do have to ask, was there, what was the, you know, cause we'll, we'll talk about the games here in a second, but what was the thing that as the plane is rolling down the runway in Sydney on your flight home that you went, Oh shit, we forgot to do this. Was there anything that went through your mind that you went, Oh, we didn't get to do this while we were here. Oh, a couple of things. We felt like we really needed an extra week this time. So we were there two days short of three weeks. Mm-hmm. And because it's because of COVID, we hadn't been back in four years. Would have loved an extra week this time. There's a big national park in the Adelaide Hills. I wanted to take the girlfriend to. Um, that was probably the main thing I missed. And if we did stay an extra week, I would have gone to see the Crows this week. Mm-hmm. And also some local football up at my home club, Agola South. Uh, so things like that. But okay, you leave the turf, you leave the runway, and you go, oh, well, off back to Canada, leaving Australia again. And hopefully it's not uh, too much longer before I head back again. I, I was going to ask you that. I said, you know, now that COVID's in the rearview mirror, is, is the next trip going to be quicker than four years? And I would imagine it would be. Yeah, I mean, I've aimed this for a while, and this is why I'm working hard on Mikozzi.tv, is my mm-hmm. aim is to be in Australia the week after Super Bowl finishes, so from February right through until the CFL starts in mid-June, so then I get to see the first half of the AFL season and work from home. That's my aim. Hopefully it happens in a year or two, but might okay. take a few more years. Oh, I, lo- I love that then. So that that's a great goal to have. That's a great goal to have. That I, And that's something you had not mentioned to me before. That's fantastic. So um, what was it like being back at the MCG? Well, the first thing I'll notice is it was very hard to get tickets. Obviously uh-huh. it was a um, – it was a Richmond home game, so even Carlton fans had trouble getting tickets. Mm-hmm. And then Collingwood have a massive number of fans. So I thought, wow, i got to get my butt into gear and get tickets. And luckily, uh, my brother-in-law, David, and some of his friends, Clayton and James, they are AFL members. And if you're members of the AFL, you can round up tickets and go to other games. So they rounded, he rounded up four tickets for me my girlfriend, Christian Freeman, and mm-hmm. his daughter on the Friday night game. We were up high, but with the new Shane Warne stand, it didn't matter because even though it's high, you're in closer because the old MCG stands, you were high and you were way, way back, and it was hard, pretty hard to see some of the players. Okay. We were second in the row from the top, and it did not matter at all. The viewing... Seating was fantastic in the new MCG stands. Okay, so so the, the, it sounds like the 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 stairway, you know, the 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 steps up to your seats and probably were steeper than what they'd previously been then. Yeah, absolutely, okay. but not okay. to the level of a new NHL arena. I mean, I've been to the Oilers here, and mm-hmm. it's, it feels scary up the top. They really are steep, and you kind of get a bit dizzy. So no, it wasn't to that dangerous okay. fuel level. But yeah, definitely way closer and not a problem to sit up the top 
I mean, it would be nice to be down a few more rows, but no, nah, it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, the second night, we're on about the half-forward flank level, so that was even better than the first night. Good deal. And the second game was way better. Higher scoring, moving up the guts in the middle instead of the around the boundaries because the MCG is very wide, as you mm -hmm. know, and Carlton Richmond kind of went around the boundaries a bit too often, thus the lesser scoring. Right, right. It's uh... – I mean, it was it was a hotly contested game, but it was still, you know, it was just, you know, it's a pretty physical game, and they and they just, you know, night, you know, I, I I think both of them were probably somewhat relieved to get out of there with two points instead of zero points. So, yeah, you know, it was it, great. I mean, it was great that it was a draw, very exciting. <laughs> and the guy next to me said, "Well, all that for nothing," and it was kind of true. But the thing I do. Notice live, I mentioned this to you before, is mm -hmm. you notice the speed of the game in close, how quick their reflexes are. You notice that. And also you really notice the key forwards, like Jeremy Cameron. You can see him move and then you kind of go, oh, you just knew he's going to mark the ball. Whereas mm -hmm. on TV, you don't get that feeling as much. Yeah. When you can see a really good player move towards the ball and the way he positions himself and runs. So that was probably the main difference I noticed live. Okay. So I have to ask, uh, did you have a meat pie for me while you were there? <laughs> I had too many because they ran out okay. of pasties as well. And I'd rather have a vegetable pasty than a meat pie, but he okay. had quite a few. Okay. And also uh, um, Hungry Jack's is Burger King and it's mm -hmm. better down there. So – I had a few Whopper Juniors, so yeah, definitely got to start running and getting in the gym because I can feel it around my <laughs> waistline at the moment. <laughs> well, there you go. Here you go. Yeah, it's, I'm. Gosh, our we had, we used to have two Burger Kings here in town, but one of them closed down uh, about a year and a half ago. So we only have we only have one one remaining. I haven't been I haven't been to a fast food restaurant in gosh a year and a half now at least. That's, That's been, smart. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm. Still plugging away. It's almost sixty-one kilos now, so it's. Uh, I'm. I'm hoping to get. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to lose at least another, at least another thirty before I wow. say okay. I'm at a good point then, but uh, I'm working at it. So I, I do have to say full disclosure. I. Um, I. I did tip the cats to win um, last night or this morning, depending on how you want to look at it. I had them winning by eight. I had jotted down that the the I think the cats have cobbled together a serviceable defensive structure to combat Mackay and Kernow, but we talked off air. That didn't happen. And quite frankly, when you go back, if you go back to watch the game, you're gonna you're gonna see just how ineffective Geelong's midfield was. I mean, they're just they were they were they were out of it. I I they really really scuffled and it's uh yeah I, I think they're going to be fine long run but uh that means yeah we've got to wait till later in the season to see where they end up but uh right now i don't know if they're a top eight side at the moment so i wouldn't worry too much yeah. i mean it is a tough start um collingwood very good i mean so impressed with them and the coaching. Mm -hmm. I gave Carlton a real chance. I'm with you. I did pick the Cats, but I picked the Blues to cover the points. So uh, interesting when I ro rolled up to Vancouver, I could turn on my phone and I saw the score. So I'm like, your Cats are zero and two, mate. Not too yes. good, eh? No. <laughs> nope. Not. Um, 
but you know i they've got uh what they've got gold coast hawthorne and uh the eagles coming up over the next three weeks before they before they get to go home and play a home game in round six uh so uh, they, they should be three and two then i i i hope so i hope so because they've got sydney coming to town and uh yeah so we'll see but you know, to, hopefully, you know, Tom Stewart comes back sooner sooner rather than later because they could really use him out there. So are you ready to hop in and uh, talk about the games for this week? Yeah, absolutely. OK, well, we've got first off uh, coming up at the GABA, you've got Brisbane hosting the Melbourne Demons and uh, Brisbane did not look good last week. And the D's, you know, they're. Uh, well, I don't know what we're calling it. Are we calling it Gron or or Gandy or I'm not sure what we're calling that that ruck combination between uh, Max Gone and Brody Grundy, but looks like it's going to be pretty decent. Um, the the Lions have a couple of ins. Uh, Darcy Fort, former catch, back in. Uh, Dane Zorko is in. I don't think he played last week. Yeah, of course he didn't play last week because he's in this week. Uh, and this is a name that you're going to have to help me pronounce because I think it's it's D A R R A G H. Would that be Darig? <laughs> your guess is as good as mine okay with that one. i didn't know because that that's not that's not a name we see here in the united states i didn't know if that was i don't think he's i don't think he's irish because i think i would have heard of, of another irish player coming over um but Derek joyce is uh making his debut for brisbane uh the d's have d's have some big ends of course you know adam tomlinson's out ba- bailey laurie is omitted pickett suspended for what two rounds i believe um but Bailey Fritch is back in, Jack Viney's back in, and Stephen May is back in. So, what are you thinking here, sir? Well, first of all, it's one of the games of the round, without uh-huh. doubt. I picked the Port Adelaide Power to beat the Lions with no confidence. I just thought the home field and the desperation might get them done. But very surprised that they destroyed the Lions. Mm-hmm. And then luckily we got back from Melbourne on the Saturday and I did see the last half of the Demons over the Western Bulldogs. And they really did play very well, especially after half time. And one of my friends, uh, well, Fremo, he actually changed his pick to the Bulldogs because of those Demon players that were out. Mm-hmm. And they're back, as we see, Fitch, Viney and May. Big fan of Bailey Fitch. Doesn't get many kicks, but he does a lot with them. Right, Stephen right. May, well, Stephen May is the uh, classic case of what Australians call a flog. And uh, a few <laughs> mates back home agree. Yes, he's, uh, well, we call him big-headed, like he's arrogant, but he's a terrific player. I have to right. hand him that. I'm going to stick with the Ds, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions made it very, very close. But it's hard to come back from what losing by about 50 to yeah. then come against one of the best teams. But the home field is big for the Lions. D's just. Yeah, I've got the I've got the D's winning this one also by 11. So the saving grace there for me is the Cats and the Lions will both be 0-2 after this week, I think. Uh, you know, it's uh you know, the D's just have so many options to to score. You know, with Fritch back in, you know, bringing, uh, you know, Ben Brown back in there as well. And, you know, McDo- you know, Tom McDonald being healthy. And it's just, you know, and, you know, several of their midfielders are ones that can slide in there. And, of course, you know, when Pickett's playing and he's not playing this week. So that that may limit them a little bit there. But, uh, 
you know, that that they're going to have to make some adjustments in terms of, you know, who's going to be that that speedy gnat that's buzzing around, you know, picking up a lot of those, uh, you know, stray balls off the ground and, and snapping one in, which is something Pickett tends to do. So but I'm going I'm going with the D's on this one as well. And then we we head to the aforementioned Port Adelaide Power, and they are heading to the MCG to face off against Collingwood. And uh, Billy Frampton is uh, debuting for the Pies. Jeremy Howe is, of course, out with the arm injury. Reef McKinnis, the Metasub. Uh, former Cat Francis Evans omitted. Uh, Trent McKenzie injured for Port Adelaide. And Jace Burgoyne in for the Power. What are you thinking on this one? Oh, another ripper of a game. Mm-hmm. First of all, very sad to see Jeremy Howe get injured again. I, I can't think of a player that is taking more high marks or speckies, as we mm-hmm. call them, over his career. And again, this one's cost him because he's got so high in the air and come down on that arm. Tragedy, love him as a player. But the Magpies, they really did play well against your mob, especially yes, in the second half. They're so fit and they go straight to the ball and attacking football. And I'm going back to my roots. My first team ever was the Hamley Bridge Magpies when I was in primary school. And I am selecting the way the Magpies play as one of my equal second teams at the moment. A lot of my mates back home would be disappointed in that. But no, very (laughs) impressed. Whereas Port Adelaide, wow, what a win over the Lions. And you made some predictions. One of my roughy predictions was Jay. uh, Jason Horn Francis is a roughie for the Brownlow medal. Mm-hmm. And listening to Triple M on the way back from Melbourne, they gave him three points and they gave one of your favourites now, Marshall, one point. So, ripper well, yeah. of the game. Magpies are favoured by 10.5. Oh, Port might get within that, but I will tip the Magpies the way I saw them play last week and at home. Home field advantage. Right. Massive. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, let's, let's, Love that home field advantage. You know, it's uh again that that you know, and again, I, I understand it. I've I accept it now, but it, it it's still that one thing that my American brain has a hard time wrapping it, it it's its head around. Um no, I I you know I tip Todd Marshall to be the uh to take the Coleman this year. I just I I just think he's he's got that type of skill set, I think. And uh you know, I'm actually I'm actually going with Port Adelaide in this game in a bit of an upset. I, I've got them winning it by a goal. Um, wow. I, I just, I, I don't know. I just think that they're playing with, with some confidence. Um, you know, I, I, and I'm probably going to be completely wrong, but you know, maybe, maybe Collingwood kind of rests a little bit on their laurels after, you know, knocking off the defending premieres and, you know, maybe they're just ready you know, to sneak it. Cause again, remember, I don't have either of these two clubs when I tip my tipped uh, my top eight, I don't have either of these clubs in my top eight. I didn't have the pies making the finals this year. Right. Yeah, I mean, I had Port finishing ninth, and I think I had Collingwood tenth uh, and Fremantle eleventh, because I brought I brought Carlton and uh, Gold Coast in, and of course Gold Coast, you know, really laid an egg last week as well. But I'm going with Port to take this one by six because I think they're, yeah, I wouldn't it be great if they just came out in like their warm up jumper, some sort of a prison bar themed warm up jumper before the game, just to piss off the Magpies there. Yeah, yep. well, I'm glad they've I'm glad they've sorted that out. I mean, yeah, yeah. Eddie Maguire, I love Eddie Maguire. That got a bit carried away, but you mentioned prison bars, and everyone does, but it's actually to do like with the pier. The, the pier. 
right? Yeah, the PA yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got your Crows hosting the, I guess we could say winless Richmond Tigers. Um, uh, Lockie Scholl is in for the Crows. Uh, Jordan Butts omitted. Tyler Brown omitted. Uh, Isaac Rankin's playing his 50th game. Uh, Tyler Young is debuting for Richmond. Samson Ryan is in. Ben Miller, Jack Ross, and Ryan Manziel all are omitted. I like the way the Crows played last week with GWS, but they ju- they just ran out of gas in that heat. And I, I think that, uh, you know, if if they've recovered from that heat, you know, I think they played some pretty good football. I, I'm going with the Crows to win this one in a bit. I, I guess it would be an upset. I'm going with the Crows to win this one by seven against the Tigers. Well, I hope you're right. Tigers are favored by nine and a half. Mm-hmm. I was so disappointed. I'm watching the game at my brother's house, and I did pick the Crows over the Giants. I thought early season they're fitter and they're desperate, and the Crows will struggle when they get a few injuries because of their mm-hmm. depth. And they're up by about 30 points, and then they just didn't do much. Again, not enough skill in the midfield. Big fan of Keys and Laird. But you need the better disposal going into the forward lines. They need a star in the centre that can just feed out the ball with more precision. Right, Rankin, right. well, they paid a lot of money for Rankin. I hope he does develop into a midfielder. Very disappointed I was. And uh, I hate to say it because I'm not a fan of the Tigers, but I think the Tigers will win at home. Okay. Well, no, they're at in Adelaide. Crows. Yeah, at they're, they, yeah, they're at the, yeah, the Oval, yeah. Home. Yep. So that's a couple games right there that, that we have gone different directions on. And yeah. uh, I don't know if you've been following this story, but uh, according to the pictures that I saw online yesterday, as of yesterday, there was no turf on the ground at Optus Stadium. And they're playing two games there this weekend. There was no, there was no grass on the field. It was just like it was just dirt. And they hadn't put this. They had not put the sod out yet. Um, wow. So. I, I really wor- I worry about the health of the players this weekend at Optus Stadium with, with you know, the first game you've got Fremantle hosting North Melbourne. And uh, yeah, and maybe maybe somebody was wrong on the, the timing of that picture. But, it, you know, there were there were like piles of turf ready to be installed, but they were still gonna get like grading, grading and trying to level out the, the, the dirt and everything that's going to be underneath it. And I, you know, I know that I know they're putting, you know, regular grass in there, but they've got to figure out how do we you know, stitch that together to hold it, to have it hold in place because, you know, these, these athletes, they're going to be out there and running and they're going to be, you know, turning on a dime and, you know, generating a lot of torque on that grass, expecting it to, to kind of be there for them. And if it, if it gives, I'm, I'm just worried about there being a, you know, a number of, of leg injuries happening there this weekend, you know, and I think this is as a result of that. Wasn't Ed Sheeran, didn't he go to play at Optus after he played at uh, the MCG? Oh, if that's the case, that's absolutely ridiculous because they've been complaining for several years now that mm-hmm. the Optus Stadium is too hard mm-hmm. on the players. The surface is too hard. So I don't know what they're doing there, mate, but you you don't ruin a field for a concert. Like keep the keep the fans just in the stands or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know I don't know there, mate, but sounds a bit uh a bit weird. Yeah. So we've got free we got Fremantle hosting North Melbourne and uh 
North Melbourne, they they got out to a huge lead against the Eagles. And, you know, let's just, just you know, call, call them what they are. The Eagles are not a very good club right now. And that's coming, that's coming from a supporter of a club that's 0-2. So I know what a not good club looks like. Uh, so, um, you know, North, you know, they, they had to hang on by their fingernails to win that because the Eagles did come storming back. Fremantle, it seems to be a problem that they've had in years gone by. How are they going to score? They struggled against the Saints last week. I, I, I don't know. I, uh, what are you thinking in this one here? Oh, well, first of all, I'm, I had to meet some people at the restaurant last week, and so I'm keeping track of the score of the Dockers Saints on the AFL app. Uh-huh. And I was sure I checked it to see that the Dockers had won. So next day I'm talking to Dad. I said, oh, the only one I got wrong was the Crows. He uh-huh. said, no, you picked the Dockers. I said, yeah, Dockers won. So I don't know whether the AFL app was wrong or it was just me not refreshing it. I'm sure I refreshed it. Yeah. So disappointed that the Dockers lost to the Saints with Saints having so many injuries. Oh, they were decimated. <laughs> but look at look at the spread. They're 32 and a half. That's too high, I think. Roos the Dockers, give them a fight. The Dockers are thirty. The Dockers are thirty-two and a half point favorites. See, see, I I never look at those numbers. I know, I know those those things you pay a lot of attention to. I just, I just kind of look at it and I think, okay, who do I think's got the hot hand in that sort of thing? Because I, I've never placed a bet on any type of game in my life, you know. Because I'm, I've been one of those guys that's always gone through life looking for the second nickel to rub together with the one that I had in my pocket. But uh, so, well, yeah. that's smart, not placing bets, because it is very, very hard. Well, yeah, Dockers favoured by what's that? Just five and a half goal. Well, yeah. I don't think I don't think they should be that much. They should get it done at home. And the Ruse under the legendary Alex Dare Clarkson, I'm sure they'll be competitive this year. And but you're right, the West Coast Eagles against the Ruse. Listening yeah. on radio, they reckon the West Coast just didn't put an effort in in that no. second half. No. Like the Dockers to win, maybe the Ruse get to closer than thirty-two yeah. and a half. Well, I'm I, here. Here's me being crazy again. I'm I'm going with the Ruse in an upset here. I just, wow, I, I, just I I think you know they they I think they got some confidence last week. Um, you know they're uh they're they're I think they're fixing a problem that that was a a self inflicted issue last week by not playing Todd Goldstein. Gold scenes back in the lineup. They, they didn't. They didn't play their ruck last week, which I just it it just really boggled my mind. They didn't do that. Aiden Core is coming back in. Um, Aiden Bonner's out. Tristan Jerry's injured. But I just I, I think getting a win in week one with Clarko, I think is just probably has them over the moon and you know brimming with confidence. And and who knows? Maybe they're just gonna think, you know what? Why not us this week? Why can't we go steal another one? This is this is a club that that laid an egg against a club that you know was absolutely decimated by injuries, and we're pretty darn healthy. Maybe we can go sneak another one from here. I would not have a problem at all if you are correct there. I'm hoping the ruse come good. I liked them when I was a kid. Uh huh. But they were one of the worst teams ever in the history of the AFL last year. Very so true. They do have a Very do true. have a long way to come. But yeah. Goldstein, yeah, glad to see him. I mean, he's a ripper, that guy. Yeah, I just, I just was, I was amazed that he wasn't playing, and I, and I, you know, I, I, I do think that you know that uh, 
Um, Nick Larkey is, you know, somebody who's probably going to kick 40 or 50 goals this year for them. Um, you know, Zerhar is pretty solid. I, I had, do you do like the, uh, the AFL fantasy teams at all? No, I don't mainly because I did NFL fantasy one year and I didn't really like it. And I'm more of a team guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not into this younger generation stats, 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 love me, love me, love me. So that's the reason, but yeah. no, I have no problem with people well, doing I, it. it. Gives extra interest. You know, we have we have a dozen of us who are American fans who are in a league here. Uh, Donnie Hess and uh, Rick Shabani and a number of other people are involved in it. Well, we did our draft the Sunday before the the season started, and the the AFL's the webpage for the uh, for the app to draft the players the column that allowed me to actually click on a button to select the players. It never showed up on my screen. So I continually was having to move players manually up to the top of the list that I wanted to draft. And and if somebody came along and drafted them before I got them, I had to go move somebody else up there quickly. So I ended up, I ended up with, I think I have, I think I have three St. Kilda players and two North Melbourne players in my starting, in what would be my starting lineup. Now, of course, you know, uh, Davis Uniac had a great game, so I'm I'm pretty thrilled about that. But uh, you know, and so did the the Saints players. But it was just really frustrating that the darn thing wouldn't work for me. So, okay, we are moving on to Marvel Stadium, and you got the Bulldogs hosting St. Kilda. And uh, you know, the Saints they played over their heads uh, I last week. You know, with all the injuries, um, you know, Ross got the best out of that group. The Bulldogs, I think we might be able to argue they underperformed a little bit. You know, because I think people are expecting, you know, that group of talls that they had to just come in and and be great uh, together. But, of course, they're missing Cody Waitman still. Uh, Hayden Crozier, Riley West, Riley Garcia are in. Adam Trelore is out. Jason Johansson has been omitted. Mitch Hannon has been omitted. And Rory Lobb, the Western Bulldogs' own Bond villain, is also out injured. And Sebastian Ross is in for the Saints. And Jack Bytel and Jimmy Webster are both out injured. What are you thinking on this one, sir? Wow, there's some uh, big outs for the Bulldogs. I'm a mm-hmm. massive fan of Adam Trelaw. Mm-hmm. Would Rory Lobb have a hair go out of place? No, nah, it's a bit harsh. He's not a bad player. He's a bit up and down. But again, I'm surprised that the Bulldogs got him there because they have so many tall, good forwards as right, it is. Right. They're very surprising on that recruitment of Rory Lobb. Yeah, they weren't good in the second half against the Demons, but the Demons get a run on there by the best teams, as we know. Yeah. Ross Lyon, the coach again at the Saints, is going to be very interesting. Back home, most of the people seem to like him. I'm not as big a fan. I'll be Mm -hmm. a fan if he gets attacking and not so defensive. Right, right. Oh, wow, the Bulldogs are favoured by ten and a half. I'll take them just, but I think the Saints will make it very close and maybe even win that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, you know, and folks, if you're listening, we we did not compare notes on these because I'm going with the Saints on this one again. So we're we are, you know, we're kind of on opposite sides of of the same coin, you know, in in these things. I think we've only had what two games so far that we picked the same club mm-hmm. uh, at this point in time. I just, I don't know. This is again another club, un, not unlike the Ruse, who went in. You know, I, who get who thought St. Kilda was going to beat Fremantle last week? Maybe Saints fans did, but not a whole lot of other people did, especially, as you said before, with that list of injuries that they had. And here they just they 
they come out again and they play out of their mind and they dominated a team that played finals last year. And, you know, I, I, I just, and again, I've got the Bulldogs, I think finishing, I tipped them to finish, I think fifth on the ladder this year, but uh, I think the saints might get this one done. So I'm going with St. Kilda on this one, you know, just to, for the sake of, you know, I, I going to kind of play the hot hand there until the Bulldogs, you know, prove that they can, you know, put together, you know, a, a winning, uh, a winning combination and get a win, you know, for themselves, you know, and I think, you know, having Waitman out of the lineup is not helpful to them because he's, he's great, you know, being one of those crummers to pick up that stuff, you know, like Kazi Pickett, like Tyson Stengel was able to do last year, but uh, hasn't done yet this year really for the cats either. Yeah, you might be right. I just time I tend not to overreact too much to week one. Right, That's right. Kind of one of my golden rules. But read a really nice article about Bailey Smith in a uh, twenty-five page pull out of the the Advertiser, which is a South Australian newspaper, mm-hmm. all about Bailey Smith. He's really got serious. He's up early in the morning. He's walking the dog and totally getting serious about his football. And uh, he certainly can play. Most popular guy on Instagram, especially amongst the women. So, oh yes, he is. Good on Bailey Smith if he gets his act together and gets totally focused. Because before you know, you might be thirty years old and out of the AFL, and still maybe single. Who knows? He's <laughs> <laughs> moved in with his girlfriend, I think. I read. So there you go. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't keep up with all of that stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, who knows? I it, and and. I hope they're ha- I hope they have a great relationship. So we move on to the SCG, and the Buddy Franklinless Swans are hosting his former club Hawthorne. Uh, again, Buddy suspended. Uh, Lockie McAndrew and Corey Warner are debuting for Sydney. Angus Sheldrick and Joel Marty are also in as well. So Marty, I think, is stepping in in place of uh, Buddy Franklin there. Uh, Chad Wingard injured for Hawthorne. Uh, Denver. Granger, Barras, uh, Scrimshaw, Sam Butler, and Tyler Brockman are in for the Hawks. What are you thinking on this one, sir? I'm thinking that the Swans at home will probably mm-hmm. destroy them, maybe <laughs> not by 41 points, which is the spread. I was like you. I was very surprised that the Swans beat the Suns by so much. Right. Because we were both a bit keen on the Suns and hoping they would make the eight. Hawks, many people picked them to finish in the bottom three or four. I think bottom two. So I'll go for the Swans. Probably about that. They should win. Should win quite well. And uh, Warner, the other Warner, well, you know, he might even give the Brownlow medal a push this year. I hope their young kids have recovered from that disastrous belting by you guys in the grand final. And I think they will because often teams that get smashed in a grand final don't play too well the next year but i think with all those young kids desperate and good coaching right right pick the swans to come in the top four well and i and i wonder quite frankly you know and again i know you told me don't read too much into the first couple of weeks but uh you know if the cats don't write the ship a little bit over the next few weeks that first home game we talked about is where they're going to be raising the premiership flag at home against the swans and and wouldn't the swans love to just spoil that party yeah absolutely absolutely yeah Yeah, i hate it when i hate it it when teams go uh you know when they play the first time next year like Mm -hmm. that game they go a revenge game no it's no revenge game you lost the big one so i think 
Some right. people get carried away with that crap. Yeah, I get it's more it's more I guess along the lines of the oh, let's make us feel feel a little better about ourselves game. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it's, it's, it's not a revenge because they're they're not handing you they're not handing you a medal after this one's done. You know, who whichever club wins it, neither one of you is getting a medal after this one. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I'm going with the Swans to win this one by by about two and a half goals myself. I just I think that right now now there's some talented young kids on Hawthorne, but they they're they've you know they've torn that it's like when you're renovating a house you know they've torn it down to the studs and they're having to rebuild that one from the foundation up there i mean i i actually have them as my wooden spoon winner this year right you know because i i I think north is going to is going to climb out of there north has said okay we've outfitted our kitchen well enough we don't need another wooden spoon so you know let's let's move into the uh you know pantry put some canned goods in there you know give us something that we need we can stir stir with the wooden spoons so the the uh, the Eagles are back at Optus, uh, possibly playing a, a version of beach volleyball. We shall see, uh, and they are hosting GWS now. You know, I uh, the Giants. You know, they 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 flew back against your Crows. I mean, they they scuffled in the first half, and just you know, I, I, this is where I'm thinking. And I you know when I did the the. Uh, the Giants preview with a gentleman by the name of Wes Jasper, who's one of the uh, the the foundation members with the Giants, who lives in Canberra. Um, you know, he 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 talked about how he thought that 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 naming Toby Green the the captain of the Giants was going to do a couple couple of things. One, it was that it was going to help to rein in Toby Green's maturity. And I read an article on Code Sports about him, and it sounds like he's really starting to level himself a little bit, which you know. You, know, you could argue you know, some of his actions had been pretty selfish, you know, having missed the first six rounds last year. Um, but it also then, you know, you've got this hard-nosed player. And, you know, nothing against Stephen Canelio, but Stephen Canelio is not, is not you know, when, I, when I'm thinking of my top 10 list of players who are hard-nosed players who are going to go into, a, you know, to attack a ball and that sort of thing, Stephen Canelio is not making that list. Toby Green is making that list. So maybe his persona begins to rub off a little bit on that club. And I'm going with the, uh, well, I guess we should go with who's coming in. Okay. Uh, Elijah Hewitt's debuting for the Eagles. Uh, Greg Clark, Jake Waterman, uh, Sam Petrusky Seton is in Jake Petrocelli has been omitted uh, on the giant side. You got Harry Roston and uh, the number one pick, if I'm not mistaken, Aaron Cadman debuting uh, Callum Brown, uh, Connor Stone, Cooper Hamilton, and Lockie Keefe also coming in. Harry Perriman's out. Josh Kelly's injured. Lockie Whitfield also injured. Uh, Adam Kennedy playing game 150. I'm going with the Giants to win this one by a little over two goals right here. I just think that they're a better side. You know, even having lost uh, Toronto and Hopper, I was impressed by the way they played this past week against the Crows, especially when they came back and, and roared back to win that thing. Well, I hope you're right that Toby Green is a good captain because he is a must-watch player. Right, right. But as we know, he makes has brain farts. He does stupid things, mm-hmm. ridiculous things, pushes it to the edge, gets reported, and misses way too many games. So hopefully his brain is in gear this year because he is fantastic to watch. Initially, I just thought he was a smart ass, but no, I'm a – I'm a fan of Toby Green. Kelly and Whitfield, they're a couple of couple of big outs. 
And the Eagles, oh my God, I, 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 I worry. I think the Eagles might finish bottom. I mean, they haven't drafted well. They kept the older players around too long. And yeah. this is a classic. I don't want to diss players, really, but I'm going to diss Jack Petrocelli. Like, he can run like a – he can run so quick, but you've got to be able to read the ball and get in the right position. You can't just be a sprinter to play the AFL. Mm -hmm. So maybe the West Coast Eagles finally are getting sick of giving him too many opportunities. I'm with you. Even though it's at home for the Eagles, I'm going to pick the Giants. They're favoured yeah. by three and a half, and I think they'll win. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I think, I think West Coast, West Coast should be at the point right now where the Hawks are. I think they should have, you know, probably realized, okay, you know what, we got our premiership in what was it, 2018? Yeah, 18 yes, against Collingwood. Yes. Yeah, in 2018, um, you know, they have, they don't have anybody to replace Josh Kennedy right now. Um, you know, you've got, you've got a, a, a ruck who has a great reputation, but unfortunately injury wise is snake bit and cannot stay healthy. And it's just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a huge Nick Nat fan, you know, having listened to an interview he did with, uh, Nearly Meadows a couple of years ago, I'm a huge fan of his same with Adam Trelaw, having listened to an interview that he did with her as well. Uh, and if you've not listened to ordinarily speaking, you should definitely check out her show. Um, uh, just dynamic interviews. Uh, but uh, they they are where people I think thought the cats were going to be last year. Their age profile hit, and it, it and it just really and of course last year, what could go wrong with the club did go wrong with them. But they also got a year older while that was happening. And as you said, you know they've not drafted well. I mean they had a lot of picks that they you know that they shipped out to bring in Tim Kelly. Um, you know, so it's, uh, you know, and granted, you know, last year they, uh, oh, who was it? Campbell Chesser, who they had drafted that did not, you know, didn't get to play last year because of injury. He's bet, you know, this is his second game in his career in his second season this week coming up here. So, I mean, there, there are some, I think, decent younger players there, but they are very much an older side. And I just, I, I, yes, the older players know how to win, but, are they able to do the things in order to win anymore? I don't know if they have that ability anymore. I know Eagles supporters hope that I'm completely wrong on that, but I'm, like I said, I'm going with the Giants. I think they're going to scuffle this year. I, th I think I've got the Eagles bottom four this year, quite frankly. May I guess yeah, you bottom two? I've been a fan of the Eagles for many years, especially in the early days. Wow, they had some great talent and some great personalities. But out of all the teams that haven't adjusted to the new play-on-stand rule, mm -hmm. the Eagles are the worst. They keep possession. They muck around with it. Short kicks, backward kicks, terrible. So they, I think they're in big, big trouble, and especially with not many good players coming through from the draft. So I think they might be down the bottom for a few years, actually, and maybe, maybe the coach should have let someone else have a go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. And And – and you know you have to wonder is Adam Simpson the guy to lead a rebuild of that club? Maybe they maybe they look for somebody, you know a uh, oh geez I'm drawing a blank on the the, the last name uh, David uh, that was at North Melbourne for a little bit uh, till last year. Noble. Noble, thank you. Um, you know maybe they're going to bring somebody else, you know, somebody in to kind of guide the rebuild, and then once that starts progressing, they'll go hey. Thanks for all the effort. Now we're going to bring in our next real coach. 
Um, but I don't know if Simpson's the guy to 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 lead them through a rebuild. Yeah, he says he is if that's if that's what they end up doing, but I don't know if he's correct on that. But you know, hopefully, you know, I know they did draft a couple, you know, kids that were WA kids. So hopefully they're able to actually retain these players. I mean, I know that's been a bit of an issue as well. Yeah, well, I know uh Peter Sumich, the full, full forward with the awkward quick, but a very good awkward kick, but a very good player. Mm-hmm. I know he's had some success coaching some younger teams over there in Perth. So maybe he's in one to keep an eye out for possible coach in the future. Peter okay. Sumich. Okay. Now we move on to the last game of the weekend. And this this is the one that I I this is probably the one I had the most difficulty coming up with. Who did I want to tip for this one? We've got Essendon hosting Gold Coast at Marvel. The Bombers were great last week. I mean, they're they're technically right now sitting on top of the ladder. Uh, you know, Gold Coast, they need a win. They looked terrible last week. Uh, and again, these ends may be adjusted because it's so far out that they, that they list uh, um, a number. Of, they, they got eight people listed in their interchange, and they're not all going to be there. But uh, Essendon has uh, uh, Kane Baldwin, Massimo D'Ambrosio, Matt Guelphie, and Will Snelling in. Anthony McDonald, Tip, and Woody is out. Uh, the Suns are debuting Connor Blakely. Alex Davies has been omitted. Alex Sexton's coming in. Lockie Weller and Malcolm Rosas is coming back in, the heir apparent to uh, Isaac Rankin's spot on the club. Uh, what are you thinking about this one, then? Oh, first of all, it was good to see Anthony McDonald, Tip, and Woody back mm-hmm. in. And when we're driving through through Australia, my girlfriend would say, how do you say that name of a town? And it's obviously... <laughs> It's a native name, and I'd, right. I'd explain to her how you say that name. So, Tip and Woody, he's even got a song named after him, right? No, good mm-hmm. to see him back after taking a year off. Well, Bombers really did beat the Hawks quite easy. The Suns were very disappointing, but I'm not going to take too much into week one, as I said. Right. Bombers are nine-and-a-half-point favourite. I think they'll win, but I think the Suns might give them a shake and possibly even beat them. So. Bombers just. Yeah, I'm going. I think I've got I've got the Bombers. I had them winning by eight points in this one. Uh, I think mainly because it's at home. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, I hope the I hope that the that Gold Coast doesn't figure out things until three weeks from now. Then they can start mm-hmm. figuring stuff out because again, the cat they play the cats the following week then because you know the cats really need to get off the get off the mat against them up in uh, up in the Gold Coast. Uh, the following, I think they play the following Sunday because they're kind of off the, uh, you know, they don't, they don't have the, the main, you know, big game that week, which is kind of nice, but yeah, I've got, I've got Essendon winning this one by eight because I, I just think that, you know, uh, you know, Brad Scott's got, uh, you know, got this club playing well now. And they did this despite having lost, you know, uh, Peter, two meter Peter, right before Peter, right. Yeah. Um, just a day or two before the first game, you know, with it, with an injury in practice. So he's going to be out for a while. I think he had to have some minor surgery, if I'm not mistaken. So he's, you know, this is a guy that's, you know, expected to be their leading goal kicker and they still managed to put a lot of points on the board. You know, uh, I was very impressed by Sam Draper uh, this past week. I think he's, you know, he's growing into be a really nice, quick uh, mobile ruck. Um, and, you know, He's going up against you know, a pretty solid ruck in Jared Witts, but you know, I don't think Witts is nearly as mobile as Draper is. So, you know, he could tire Witts chasing him around the ground all day. Yeah, well, Draper with the 
with the long hair. Mm-hmm. And talking that, I just want to mention something a bit about the demons. Remember last year, I used to diss them a bit because they had like six or seven players wearing headbands. I'm thinking, uh-huh. why you got headbands on? Come on, you won the premiership, but don't be smart ass. Headbands are no good. You get your hair in your eyes. People will rip them off, which I would do. And I noticed Benny Brown, the full forward, had a real short haircut. And Langdon on the wing had a short haircut. So maybe there's some discipline got back into the Demons after their last year's bit of arrogance after winning the flag. So, yeah, you don't want your hair in the eyes. Good to see him got some decent haircuts. Well, I, well, I know that I know Ben Brown did a uh, got his haircut for like a charity event right. um, like that. Like I think it was like, you know, for a cancer charity, like the Locks of Love kind of thing. And he raised like eighty thousand dollars when he got his hair cut off. So. That's pretty cool that he did that. Yeah, you know, and that oh, yeah. that that doesn't surprise me that you know from everything I've read about Ben Brown, he just seems to be a great human being. Yeah, just an absolutely wonderful man. So you know, it's uh, still hasn't waved at me yet when he runs by my house. You know, as he's getting ready to kick a goal. But yeah, you know, I keep I keep running out there waiting, you know, and waving. But it, you know, every, every time he runs by, it's usually nighttime, so he doesn't see me. I guess I don't forget to turn the porch light on. Oh, I so, know why you said that, because you, you think he's living here because of your Cleveland Browns. Well, it's a brown, not Browns. You, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but, hey, you know what? I'm I'm pretty pleased with what they've done so far this offseason, too. And I know we're not necessarily talking, uh, you know, NFL here, but I've, I've put out five of my why NFL fans would love the AFL episodes. And uh, I have one more interview to publish next week that is done. I'm hoping to do more, but I sat down with Darren Bennett uh, oh. a couple of weeks ago. And just an absolutely wonderful storyteller. Really, really nice man. Well, glad you mentioned that because he was the original Aussie punter mm-hmm. over here yep. and his code name is NFL Aussie. And I had the pleasure of interviewing him in the Chargers locker room in mm-hmm. 1999 after a Seattle game. Then I ran into him again at another Super Bowl and then at the Global Juniors in San Diego, he was there presenting awards. So I ran into him again there. Oh, cool. Massive fan of Darren Bennett. Yeah. He really is a fantastic guy. He he just he seemed to be so genuine because he's living in uh, Oklahoma now. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah, because he lives in Oklahoma and he, you know, he's working with, uh, um, you know, the kids who are coming here to punt in college football and he's he and his wife use their house as kind of like a home away from home for the athletes that are here in the United States. You know, that if they need, if they need, you know, a, you know, a weekend, like during the off season, if they get homesick or they need, you know, a, a, like an Australian home cooked meal, that kind of thing, you know, as he said, he lives in, lives in Tulsa. He's, as he said, he's a two hour flight from any of these schools in, in the United States. Um, these kids will fly in. He says he's had, you know, lots and lots of these players that have come to his house and spent the weekend to just kind of, relax and decompress from the school setting and have a little bit of home in Oklahoma, which I just, and it, it just, just wonderful the way, you know, and he had some funny stories, uh, which I don't want to spoil right now, but uh, it's uh, it, I, I'm looking forward to bringing that one to people next week. And I'm, I'm going to hopefully figure out a way to get some NFL fans to check out those episodes, because I think NFL fans would absolutely love Aussie rules if they discovered the game and if they actually would sit down to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And Darren Bennett, he was a very good mm-hmm. footballer for Melbourne right, in right. the VFL and AFL days, either at centre-half forward or full forward. 
and he's originally from Perth. So, yeah, massive fan mm-hmm. of Darren Bennett and what he continues to do in regards to helping the punters uh, yes. make it into the college and then the NFL. Yeah. So, Mick, before we wrap up and you uh, get to maybe go back to bed for a little bit here or whatever it is you're going to do after having uh, – how long is your flight again? Uh, it's, this time it was – Sydney, Vancouver, direct. So it's about 13 to 14 hours. But going there, we went via New Zealand. So it was a bit longer, but uh, okay. got to the Sydney airport. And Luke Longley was there waiting for mm-hmm. Xavier Cooks. So uh, he's now at <laughs> Milwaukee. He's now at the uh, Washington Wizards. So that was okay. a bit of a fluke as mm-hmm. I got off the airplane. <laughs> so where can where can people find you online and... What do you have on tap now during footy season and uh, what's going to be on tap in the coming months then for for you? All right. Well, I'll again be on Sports Grid TV, which is New York-based show. It's uh, betting-orientated, but I just give picks and we talk all all mm-hmm. about the games as well with Gabriel Morenci, who's a massive AFL fan. He stays up late at night in Vancouver. He's a West Coast fan. He's from Canada but him and I have been talking Aussie football for about six years every week during the season. So mm-hmm. I look forward to that again Friday nights at about 8, 10 Eastern. And then TV. I put the shows on there. i actually done an edit on the plane of all my two-minute videos from the Australian trip, which includes football and some great scenery and a bit of comedy. So that show's going up on YouTube this weekend as well. Well, I remember one of the videos that you posted, you were in a park. And if I remember reading the sign correctly, the sign said something to the effect, no pets and no open-toed shoes. <laughs> which which tells me that there are either snakes or insects that you don't want to be around. And I'm guessing I'm guessing snakes. <laughs> well, both. I trod next to an ant hill and didn't realize and got ants all over my feet and they stung the <laughs> bloody thing. But the best thing is I've driven, I worked out, I've driven in Australia for about 18 years before mm-hmm. I came here and I lived in the country and I'd never actually ran over a big snake. Like I got close, but you can avoid them. But we came around a corner on the Great Ocean Road and there was a snake right in the middle of the road, and I definitely got him with my driver's side wheels. Uh-huh. I couldn't – I mean, you couldn't have swerved anyway because the road was so narrow. Yeah. I'm going, wow, the girlfriend saw it first. I ran over it. It's at least a six-foot probably brown snake. I looked in the rear vision mirror, and it's on the road all curled up. So, yeah, I got a, got a brown snake. And then wow. walking, walking near that sign you're talking about, there's an old fella from Asia, and I said, oh, yeah, I just ran one over it. Should seen his face. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's it was uh, it was an absolute delight to see you know all of the images that you shared during your trip. And I, as somebody who hopes to get there someday, and uh, yeah, I I appreciate it. And you know, for for folks who enjoy your work and who follow you, who maybe have not been to Australia before. I hope that they appreciate the fact that, that, that you took time to share your trip with us because, you know, you could certainly take, you know, photos and short video clips and such for your own edification for, for you and your girlfriend to enjoy and that sort of thing. But you, you, you were, you were 
kind enough to share those things with those of us who were not able to or have not been able to see those things. And I can't thank you enough for that. Well, I enjoy it, mate. And it gives me practice. So the more two-minute videos I do mm -hmm. with one take where I hopefully don't stumble, stutter, or repeat myself, it's all practice for then going on other shows as well. Right. And I uh, had never been through Geelong, so we came from Bells Beach up through Geelong into Melbourne, and you could see Cadinia Park, well, GMHBA now. You could see it from the highway. So I'd always planned to do a little video with the big cat's logo in the background. I thought you'd enjoy that. I, I certainly walking, did. Walking into the stadium, talking football with Christian Freeman, like got some great reaction to that. So they're all on my Twitter or Facebook. So <laughs> Mick Ozzie, M-Y-K, Ozzie, wherever you, wherever you want to find me. Okay. And, and what were your... What were your impressions of the, you know, and I know, you know, Geelong is significantly smaller than than Melbourne, but what were your impressions of, of Geelong as a city as you were driving through? Yeah, it just looked like a modern city as we were driving through, but I would have loved to have gone to the the older part of town and mm -hmm. spent a night there and gone to some of the pubs and talked to people and maybe even ran into Billy Brownless. That would have been a highlight for me, but Time was short, and we went straight from Lawn, Bells Beach, beautiful surfing beach, about 100 guys out there surfing, and then into Melbourne to miss the peak hour traffic and then walk to the MCG. So it was great, but, yeah, I wish I had an extra week. I really did. And a night in Geelong, going to a couple of pubs would have been great. There you go. So will will you – and, again, you know, I don't know your timetable for your next trip, but will you – Will you and your girlfriend sit down with a map and kind of map out the things that you want to see on your next trek when you go over there? Yeah, absolutely. At this stage, it will again be in March. Okay. Um, because we catch the we catch the good weather. You still mm -hmm. get some good beach swimming weather, mm -hmm. and it's not really hot. But hey, look what last Saturday in Melbourne. It was one of the hottest days ever playing football. Yeah. And then the next trip, we'll either uh, drive from Sydney down to Melbourne, then Adelaide, or I might even fly to Darwin. I used to play footy up there. Got a couple of good friends there. Drive down the middle through Alice Springs. So, yeah, each time i got to show the girlfriend something different, along with seeing my family, of course. And I, and I, th and I think making the drive from Darwin southward would definitely be something different because it's, it's just in terms of the landscape, it's like you're on a different planet compared to being on the coastline. Oh, absolutely. I have done that. I was mm -hmm. in a car from Darwin to Alice Springs with a couple of lads from the Waratahs footy team, then caught a bus from Alice Springs to Adelaide and uh, came back to play footy at Flinders Park in the off-season. It takes time, but if you've got it, yeah. absolutely, it gives you a true appreciation of how big and vast and desolate the country is. Right, right. So, And, and you, if I'm not mistaken, when you're, when you're traveling on roads like that, you're basically you're carrying significant amounts of extra fuel and other supplies and such because there's not it's not like driving across country in even you know even in canada or in in the united states where there's a a truck stop or something like that every 60 miles or so there you could go hours without seeing another car correct uh not quite to that extent you you should be okay without carrying extra fuel but you might want to put a jerry can or two mm -hmm. in your 
car from Darwin down to Alice and then to Adelaide. So you, you're fine with fuel, but definitely extra water and food okay. because, you know, it's hot out there. Your car breaks down and there is tourists right. that do get in trouble in the drought and can die because not enough water or they head off the beaten track and end up in the bush and can't get back. So, yeah, it can be dangerous. Absolutely yeah. it can. Uh, it's, I, I would... I would love to make that kind of a drive just to go see that countryside. And it's, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, and like I said, I don't know if I'll ever get there, but I'm, I'm hoping to um, certainly discussions that are still happening at my house. Uh, but uh, Mick, this has been absolutely wonderful to talk to you again, man. I love uh, being able to bounce ideas off of you here and, and get your take on things. And uh and to share your ideas with uh, with folks that tune into the podcast and and hope they're you know checking out your show as well and they're heading over to see your appearances on Get With Gabe on Friday nights. Now, of course, we got you know in prime time for you tomorrow night because if I if I'm not mistaken, you're two hours behind me. It's what six thirty there right now. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so you got an eight forty five in the evening Port Adelaide and Collingwood game tomorrow night. I mean, that's right smack dab in the middle of that. That's a that's going to be a heck of a matchup to watch. Yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, talking of your preview shows, I really enjoyed the one with the Collingwood guys. Mm -hmm. They dissed Adelaide early in the joke, and I was like, oh, damn them. But they had some great comedy and knowledge. And oh, yeah. I still have some of yours to listen to, and I aim to listen to them all because as I drive around, um, it was a great different perspective, you having all these team guys from podcasts in Australia. Right, right. Yeah. So it, good job on that. Really it good was, job. It was, yeah, there was, there was a, I was talking, I was trading messages with Chris Pepper tonight from a Lace Out podcast. And I said at one time when I was doing all of those most memorable game episodes and the, uh, the preview episodes and then the NFL ones, at one time I had 25 interviews sitting on my desktop that were done that I needed to edit. It was, and I'm thinking I'm never going to get out from underneath all of these. And, and I was trying to get, you know, I wanted to get all 18 of the, uh, the club previews out before the, you know, the season started. And the last one that I did was the Adelaide one, uh, which was on the, I did that one on the Saturday. I did that one. I think it was like midnight, my time on Saturday. Um, and it was like Sunday afternoon in, in, in Adelaide for them when I sat down with them, but the, the Collingwood one, I did at five 30 in the morning, my time. Right. That was, that was fun. But I mean, I got, I got up today at three 30 to watch the cats game. So I've been up now, you know, I got up, got up and had breakfast then. And I, you know, I, you know, went and walked my dog for an hour and a half after school. So I'm, I'm going to get this out tonight and I'm hoping to be in bed by 10 o'clock tonight. I hope fingers crossed anyway, <laughs> but Mick, this was absolutely awesome, man. I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, and uh, I will be reaching out to you again here very, very soon. All right. Well, last year I ended with players putting their mouth guard in the sock I didn't <laughs> like because it unbalances you and it's a silly habit. Well, this year I'm so glad to see some of those demon players get a haircut because, kids, you don't want the hair in your eyes. Mm -hmm. You might make a mistake. You might fumble a ball if your hair's in the eyes. So. Get a decent haircut if you're playing football. Well, Thanks, you, man. You could certainly get your hair cut like mine and Sam Powell Peppers if you want to go that route, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right. 
Cheers, man. All right, Mick, man. I am so thrilled to be able to talk to you again uh, in this setting. It's a lot of fun. You are an absolute joy to talk to. Your passion for the game and for sport in general is, I think, very likely unrivaled. Uh, you are so excited now. I'm a little envious of you getting to go on this trip, but of course you're going home to see family again. I'm hoping to make this trip sometime in the uh, near future. We shall see. Uh, got some other things that I need to make sure I take care of before that's going to happen. But ladies and gentlemen, remember, you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list there, and when you do that, new episodes will be in your email and in your inbox about 45 seconds after they are released. You can leave me a review. If you like the podcast, I do hope you'll take a moment and leave a review over there on my website. Uh, you can leave one directly on the website, or there's also a tab on the review button, which will take you right back to Apple Podcasts, and you can leave a review there as well. And if you've subscribed to the podcast there, it's going to give their algorithm a kick in the butt and uh, let Apple know that, hey, more people should have this showing up in their recommended listening. Uh, if you want to help out the podcast, I'm a one-man show. You could click on the Buy Me a Coffee button. There's a little yellow button in the bottom left-hand corner and a little rectangular one off to the right-hand side. Uh, if you want to support the show that way, I do not have a Patreon. I don't have anything behind a paywall. Everything I do, you get to hear. Uh, if you want to leave a voicemail or if you uh, have an idea for a guest, you've got a great story to tell. I love still conducting interviews during the course of the season, especially uh, once the school year for me wraps up. So basically the end of May through the middle of August. I love sitting down and having conversations with people about their love of the game. And I will begin also uh, starting up with uh, some of the My Most Memorable Game episodes uh, probably during the summer and rolling into the off-season as well. We're not talking off-season yet. We've got 22 rounds of footy to go, or 23 rounds technically. So folks, look out for one another. Check up with your friends and family. Make sure they're okay. Tell them you love them. Get out there and have a coffee with them. I know the weather's getting a little bit cooler, or it's supposed to be anyway. You know, go sit on the, the patio outside and, uh, you know, have a nice cool drink. Enjoy the sunshine. And uh, tell them you love them. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 250 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or to yank on the footy at gmail.com by email. Everything's also at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. There are links to all my socials. Uh, you can find me, Craig Wessels, on Facebook and on LinkedIn as well, A Yank on the Footy podcast over on Facebook. Love to chat with you. Love to get your thoughts. Let me know what you think of the podcast. You can leave, leave a comment there. You can share a... Uh, a message, leave a review. I do hope you'll share the podcast with your friends and family if you enjoy it. Really would love to get it in front of uh, more listeners. And uh, again, I cannot do that door-to-door -door campaign in Australia like some of my uh, fellow footy podcasters can do. So that's where you can come in and help out. If you like the show, tell a friend. I appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. And until next time, goodbye.